0: And I asked my coach, like my coach Helen would always say to me, like when I'd get stuck with her, and she'd be like, What kind of, if you had a client, so what kind of answer would you give your client if they asked you this question? And very often I would be like, Oh, I know the answer already. And I found that the better the quality of question that I asked my coach, the better the answer I got would be, right? Again, like ChatGPT. If you're like, Hi, give me some ideas for a podcast topic or a podcast title. And they'll be like, okay, here are like 500 generic ideas for podcast titles. But if you're like, I have, I want to create a podcast for moms in business who want to scale their businesses to six figures and beyond while still being there for their family and raising their family, and I would love for you to give me 10 different podcast title ideas that really speak to that person and makes them feel seen and makes them feel heard, right? That is going to give you a very different result. Welcome to the Raising Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Yael Bendahan, founder of CEO Mom Academy, Mama Five, and lifelong reading addict. This podcast is here to empower moms to run their businesses and lives like the powerhouse CEO they are. I want you to believe that you can have the business success you desire and be present with your family, and to give you my best tips and strategies for how to make that happen. I'll be sharing the honest reality of balancing motherhood and business business models that work for you, marketing with simplicity, and the mindset of a CEO mom. Now, let's dive in. Hello, welcome back, my friend, to the podcast. And today, we are talking about the number one skill that you absolutely need to cultivate as a CEO mom that can make all the difference between consistently growing as a person and as a CEO of your business and remaining stuck where you are indefinitely. I'm also going to share the mindset I've been noticing that can really hold you back from increasing your revenue and what you can do about it. So this is going to be like a little bit, I think it's going to be a little shorter than normal, but I just felt like I spoke to my clients about this last week and I just felt like it was something I was really important that I wanted to share with you too because it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year for a lot of people. In fact, I was just talking to a coach of mine and I was saying how I feel like 2023 has been like my worst year in business in a long time since 2020. Um, and I would say worst as in, I'd say I'd probably be bringing in, I don't know if i bring in a lot less than I did in 2020, but it just has felt a lot harder. It's some things have just not felt aligned. There's been a lot of stuff going on in my life that has been like preventing me from showing up the way I wanted to. It, it's been a lot this year. And she was like, 2023 has also been my worst year since 2020 and now the definition of her worst year and my worst year are two very different things but the fact is that people are seeing a difference in buying behavior in in just the the, where business growth is at where people's heads are at what people are thinking about what people are worried about like all that is different now and it's not we cannot speak to people we cannot speak in our content as though it is still 2020 or 2019 or whatever however long ago it was I did a survey to my audience to see where people's heads were at. What is coming up for people? What are they thinking about? What are their concerns? What are their goals in their business? Right? Where are they trying to go and what do they feel they need help with to get there? And there was some really great stuff in there, some really great information that I am going to be taking and using as content and as um and just ideas for offers and things like that. But I noticed a few things. And I want to share some of those things that I noticed with you because there were two big things that I feel like really stuck out to me. And these two things I think really can make the difference for you if you feel like you're very stuck in your business. If you feel like you just haven't really been moving forward, you haven't really been seeing that like consistent growth, you just don't feel like you are where you wanted to be at this point in your business. So, One of the things I noticed that most of the people who had taken this um, survey had been in business for at least two to six plus years. And for the most part, I'm not saying everyone, I'm not saying everyone, but for the most part, the goals that they had for their business didn't really align with what I would expect from someone at that stage of business. And I found that interesting. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in this episode. But the second thing that I noticed was something that really was like stuck out to me. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? I asked them in the survey, what's one question you would want to ask me? And what do they feel they need in order to achieve their goals? So one of, some of the questions were good. One question was like, if you were starting your business from scratch, what would you do? And good news, I actually did an entire podcast episode all about that, episode 19. So check it out if you would like to know what I would be doing if I wanted to start my business from scratch, then check out episode 19. It is meaty, it is amazing. You're going to love it, take notes. But some questions were things like, what company do you use for your business emails, business system, and website, respectively? How do you incentivize live attendance for trainings and masterclasses? How do you market your courses and membership? Where can I promote my business? And I was like a little surprised because I'm like, that is the one question. If you could ask me any question after more than six years of business and multiple six figure years that those are the questions that you would want to ask me. Is the company that you use for your website really the most important thing you could be thinking about in your business right now? Is live attendance the most important thing for your business right now? I actually really wonder that because I, as far as I can see, there is not a, t- like, live attendance has gone considerably down, and that does not mean people are not going to buy your stuff. It does not mean people are not going to show up and listen to your, watch your events or catch the replays, but people are very busy, and depending on your your ideal client and where they are and what their life looks like, you may not have a lot of live attendance for trainings and master classes. Does that mean that your business is going to suck? Does that mean nothing's going to work? Is no one's going to buy anything? Absolutely not. How do you market your courses and membership, right? that is the broadest question. There are so many ways that I market my offers. There's so many ways. And I can't tell you in like on one foot, Um, how do I market? How do I market? On Instagram, I market with my emails. I I, I write, I, I create content. I I I get visibility through podcasts, tr- interviews. Like that's like the sky's the limit. How do you market a course as a membership? Is it how I specifically market it? Is it how, is it how you can specifically market your offers? What is the question here? And where can I promote my business? Literally everywhere. So whoever asks this question, you can promote your business everywhere. That is not, these questions just, I was just very surprised by them. And the goal of this is not to shame people. So if you ask any of these questions, I'm not here to be like, oh my God, you suck. No. But it made me remember a while ago when I was talking to my coach, Julian Voxer, and we were discussing how to get the most out of coaching with her, and what she said was the most important thing to do is to ask her the right question. Because when you are getting coached via Voxer on a call, you want the right questions to come out so you can get the right answers, right? Just like ChatGPT, right? The quality of the input will dictate the quality of the output. You make a cake, good ingredients, good cake got to have them in the right order, got to have them in the right proportion. The quality of input will dictate the quality of the output. So I want to give some examples of not great questions and examples of better questions. And I'm going to also walk you through a little like plan for how to ask good questions when you are trying to solutionize, when you are trying to figure something out, whether you're asking your coach or whether you're asking this to yourself, these are just ways to make sure that your questions are becoming better quality questions. And I honestly think that asking the right questions is the number one skill you must cultivate as a business owner because that is going to dictate everything. That's going to dictate how you think about your problems and how you create solutions for them. That's going to dictate how you get supported by your coaches or maybe by your team. It's going to like it is going to honestly change everything for you. So here is a not good question. Okay. This was my this was this was me. Let's just say this is me. We're in a war. I don't feel like marketing my business and I just hate everything and everybody. That is not a question. That is a feeling. It is an expression of my feelings. It is not a question. Another not good question would be I'm not making any more money. I don't know. I don't know how to make money this month. I just don't feel like selling anything. So I'm not making any money. That's a statement. And I can identify the problem. The problem and the solution is in that statement, right? I'm not making any money because I don't feel like selling anything right now. Yes, because people generally do not buy things unless you actively try to sell it to them. Whether that's going to be through live showing up live and creating live content or doing live, saintly like, trainings or whatever that is, or through evergreen stuff, through email sequences, through evergreen content. It doesn't really matter. But that is not a question. Now, a better question. Here's an example of a better question. Now, bearing in mind, again, so we had this war going on. I and so I was like, oh my God, I can't. Like, I just literally couldn't. I-, I literally just, I could just not. Throughout all of October, I could barely just, I could barely do anything, honestly, business-wise. The only thing I could say, the only thing I did was this podcast, my newsletter, and that was what I stuck to. So a better question would be, okay, bearing in mind that I've, let's say I've, in quotes, wasted, right? I've wasted all of October. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I wanted to market in October that I didn't for various reasons, right? Like my, my, my retreat, I couldn't market it because I had to cancel it. I wanted to create a private podcast. I did not end up having the mental and emotional and physical bandwidth to do that. So, bearing in mind that I have I've lost all of October as far as marketing goes, and I'm going into November. What makes the most sense as my next best step, considering that I want to hold a free event in December, to to a sales event essentially, but also want to bring in some income in the meantime? That is a better question. So. How can I pr- promote a free event while still bringing in some income? That is a good question. And to be honest, very often when I get into those questions, and that is why ChatGPT prompts are selling so right now because people don't know how to ask the right questions. And it's actually really it was actually really funny is that um not funny, it's actually sad. My coach Julie has said that she she heard, she read in, in an article that ChatGPT has actually gotten less effective and so to speak dumber than it was when it first started and that's because it's it's mirroring the experience back to the people based on the questions that they are asking and people are not asking good questions people are not giving it good prompts and so it is dumbing down everything in order to speak to these people who are not asking good questions so like us as humans have actually made a robot dumber because we are, are have lost so much of our creativity because we've outsourced so much of our creativity to things like robots, which I think is very sad and ironic. I'm not this is not like a just a you thing. I'm not saying, "Oh, you must be the problem because you don't know how to ask a question. Asking a cre- good questions is a skill. And so I would love for you to be able to cultivate this skill so that when you are trying to solutionize your own stuff, or maybe you're asking your coach, you have a coach or a community where you can get support and help. What is a better question you can be asking to achieve the answer you want? All right, so here are a few ways to ask really good questions, right? And this, again, this could be for yourself. This could be if you're asking a coach. The first thing is consider the context and give context. What information do you have at hand right now, okay? So like, again, I could say I didn't market all of October. I really wanna do this launch event, but I also wanna do a Black Friday sale. How can I make some money and still be able to promote this launch event in, in December? Be very specific. Right, so again, how can I make money in November? I can tell you five hundred different ways you can make money in November, but I need to know how can I make money in November considering the fact that I just found out that I have very low iron and now I have to start getting iron infusions and it's taking me some time to build up my energy, so I am really out of energy. Based on I also volunteer two days a week in this place, and my and I have one kid who's home with me all the time, and right, so taking all that into consideration. What kind of offers can I sell in November to hit whatever, 5K, 10K, 20K, whatever it is, okay? Figure out where the question is coming from. Why are you asking this question? So is the question coming from a place of like desperation? Is it coming from a place of overwhelm? Is it just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, not a question. It's just you expressing how you feel. Frame the question in a way that invites a solution and not just a pat on the shoulder. If I just said to my coach, everything sucks and I hate everything. And then we have this war and I hate being on social media and I don't want to market anything. That's not really a question. That's just asking for sympathy, which I don't mind some sympathy. I'll take some sympathy, but it's not going to help my client, my, sorry, it's not going to help my coach coach me better. Okay. Bearing, bearing all this in mind, what ideas do you actually have? Do you already have Have you? I thought of this idea, but I I I I actually put this to the side because of X. So, what ideas have you already had, and why will or won't they work? And the last question I want you to ask yourself is: How can you make this easier? How can you make this simpler? My friend Christina Sclera said this. She says whenever she's trying to think of a way to do something, she will always ask herself, "What if this were easier?" And something will always come up to make it easier. What's the simplest way for me to do this? And It sounds like too good to be true, but it's actually not. Like, we very often, and I speak as the queen of overcomplicating things, like my natural tendency is to overcomplicate, so I have to, like, over over overextend myself in the other direction to oversimplify. But there are so many things that we overcomplicate and that we could simplify if we wanted to, okay? So this skill of asking good questions will change the game for you. It will change the game for you. And I just found like my clients, when they ask me questions in our weekly calls, some people ask really good questions. People don't ask such great questions and I have to like rephrase them and figure out like what the question actually is. Where is it actually coming from? And I actually, I actually give them, I actually ask them to give me as much context as possible in their question. So I literally ask like inside of, in the, in the Q and a form, I will say, What's, what's your question? Tell them, please keep it short and sweet. And please phrase your question in a way that can maybe serve the entire group, like a gen- like a more general question. So I want them to be to have that skill because I want them to ask better questions because I will be able to give them better answers. Now sometimes I can find out like what exactly they mean if they're on the call live, but then if they're not on the call live, I can only answer the question based on the information that I have. So having the skills to ask the right questions will change the game for you both you're trying to solutionize your own, pro- your own issues or if you're asking a coach or a consultant or someone for help. If 2023 has been a bit of a rougher year business-wise, I promise you that you are not alone. I like to look at this year as a slingshot year, the one where we pull back so we could spring forward the momentum in 2024. And that's what I'm helping you do in my upcoming free program. We're going to take everything you know and help you map out the CEO mom mindset, the aligned business model, and the sales plan to help you achieve your biggest goals as a business mom in 2024. I'll also be sharing behind the scenes of my exact offer suite and sales goals for 2024 after one of the hardest years of my life. If you want the link when it's ready, hop over to my Instagram at thelbendehan, the link is in the description, and DM me the word 2024. I can't wait to share this program with you. All right, back to the show. So the second thing that I noticed in this survey was the misalignment of goals. And what I mean by that is there were people in their sixth year of business who put their goal down and what they need help with as, I need to find more clients. I I need to hit, I want to hit 3K a month. I want to start bringing in income. Start bringing in income. So here's a little, I guess, tough love here. If you've been in business for two plus years and your goal is still 3K months or you haven't started bringing in income yet, there is a problem. Because that means you haven't really been in business for two plus years. All right. That means you've been thinking about it. That means you've been like planning it. You've been ideating a passion project. You have not had a business if you have not been making money because businesses make money. So there's so many possible issues that could be getting in your way. Right. Your messaging might not be clear. You might not be putting consistently putting offers out there. Maybe you keep changing the things that you do and nobody really knows what you do so they don't know what to go to you for. Maybe you're not clearing a target audience. Maybe your content isn't speaking directly to your people. Maybe you're just not getting enough traffic. Now, I cannot tell you what your specific issue might be because I have to get to know your business first and I can actually have assessments that I do with my one-to-one clients that can help them like figure out their blind spots and where they most need to work on their business. But this is what a coach is for. It's to see your blind spots and help you navigate through them. If you are in your first year of business, 5K months is a great goal. I have one of my clients, so who's actually in my program, CEO Mom Academy. She is in her first year of business, like her first official year of business as an OBM. And her goal is 5K months. And I think that is a great goal for a first year of business. If you've been in business for two plus years, I want you to think bigger for yourself. I want you to want 10K months and 15K months and 30K months. Right now, I'm not knocking 3K because that can make a huge difference to someone's life right now, to your life right now. I'm not saying that 3K is peanuts, but it is not going to be enough to create lasting legacy and financial freedom in your life unless it's purely a side job and you have a partner or a spouse who brings in like a lot of income so that all your expenses are paid. You also have savings and your money is like fun money, so to speak, that you can just use to invest and just play with, right? Which is possible. I know people like that. I'm not saying your goals aren't good enough. I'm saying that you deserve to play bigger. Your family deserves for you to play bigger, to think bigger, to believe in bigger for yourself. And that is what I want for you in 2024. I want you to break the cycles that you're stuck in of the feast and famine. I want you to go for more. I want you to build a business that actually makes sense for your life and your bandwidth and set sales goals that, that, and, and, and build a business model that actually aligns with your sales goal. If you want to have a million dollar business and you want to do that with a nine dollar membership, it is going to take you a heck of a long time and crap tons of traffic and probably a lot of ad spend to hit that goal. And I don't know how much profit you're going to have left over. So I want you to have alignment between your business model and your sales goals and your life and your bandwidth. I want you to have a sales plan that you can implement, but that also leaves room for change when life just (laughs) lifes. Life has lifed so hard for me this year. I cannot even tell you. And I've had to change and adjust and switch. And I talk about this a lot in last week's episode about business planning, right? How to create a plan and leaving room to change the plan, but having a plan. That's what I want to help you do. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to hop over to my Instagram. It's at the Yael bendahan. The link is in the description. DM me the word 2024. And I will send you the details of my free program coming up in December. It is going to be so good. And I cannot wait to share all the lessons that I've learned as a multi-six-figure business owner so you can think big, play bigger, break the cycles, create that momentum and that revenue in 2024, and really plan your business in a way that makes sense and that you can actually achieve. I want it to be achievable, and I also want it to be a bit of a stretch for you. And if you want an awesome free gift in the meantime, Join my CEO mom mastermind waitlist. The link will be in the description as well. And you will get access to a private podcast that only my clients have had access to until now that will help you with your mindset. It will show you some behind the scenes of my sales planning and how that worked out for me. And it will inspire you hopefully to dream bigger for yourself. So I'll see you next week. Hope you have a wonderful one. And again, connect with me on Instagram, shoot me the word 2024, and I will send you all the details of my free program when it's ready. I can't thank you enough for listening to Raising Your Business. I hope this episode has inspired you to take another step towards building a business and life that you love and growing your income in a way that works for you and your family. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review, and let's connect on Instagram. Screenshot and share it on Instagram stories